Hey, Fedheads, you're tuning into another episode of Sharing Our Pairings. This is Sharing Our Pairings, episode 112, Mambacho Tierra Volcan. I'm your host, John, the cigar surgeon. Sharing Our Pairings is broadcast live and heard around the world and picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. You can tune in at cigarfederation.com, youtube.com, and now streaming on Facebook Live. We look forward to your questions, comments, and emojis. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Drippy Trent. Hey, I'm in a I'm in a good mood this week. I'm kind of in vacation mode already because I'm going camping tomorrow afternoon, uh, and then coming home on Sunday, and then flying out to the IPCPR on Monday. Copy that. I don't I don't think uh, I I think there's a possibility that that my uh, microphone didn't work at all for that intro. I mean, so, it's always a possibility. I mean, you know, who knows what happens. <clears throat> Uh, so just for our live audience tuning in on Facebook Live, this is Sharing Our Pairings, episode 112, Mombacho Tierra Volcan. We've had a number of technology failures, which I've managed to nip most of them in the bud before the show started, but uh, I think the microphone kicked out just as we started, because that's just how Facebook rolls. But you're not here to, his- to listen to me complain about technology. Really, you're here, uh, first of all, for pairings, but really, really, you're here for our very special guest tonight, Rob Rasmussen from Mombacho! Mambacho! What's up, fellas? What's up, Robbie? Thanks for having me. Good to, good to have you on again, brother. It's my anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anniversary of you leaving and coming back. Yeah. Three you know, years, man. I, we did this show years. together for two point, two and a half years. Two and a half That's years. Crazy. It's Back. a lot of liver damage. I mean, <laughs> I mean, responsible drinking. Yes, yes. And uh, no, it's, it was a lot of fun, man. I'm, and I'm just happy to be back on. It's nice, it's nice to have you on. We've uh, we've had a couple of special guests lately. We had um, Barry's time from the Cigar Authority, which was uh, oh. a lot of fun. And uh, you know, it's it's always fun having a guest because you know we, we Trippy and I kind of get in a routine of of doing things. So it's kind of nice to get a guest on and uh, just kind of throw a wrench right into the mix. There you go. Awesome. Uh, what's what's your official title? I always forget your official. It's like it's like national brand manager. Just brand manager. Brand it's simple. Manager. Yeah, I like guy. adding national, like you know, like. <clears throat> American, international, it United would be international, States, man. North we're, American we're, brand manager. We're uh, taking over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one we are, of course, cigar shop at a time. Absolutely, one cigar shop at a time. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how you win, right? One cigar, one putting on putting on a shoe or winning shops. Um, and of course, we are smoking one of uh, your company's delightful cigars tonight. And I think we're all smoking different Vitolas. Mm-hmm. I believe Tri- so. Trippy, what are you smoking? Uh, I'm smoking the Classico. I should have looked up the exact uh, size of this, but I don't recall right now. Rob might know. It's a six and a half by 50. It's a good size. It's kind of a a Toro Extra. And I didn't realize until I went to take pictures of this today that it actually has a closed foot. And it's the only one in the line, right? It's the only cigar that we make, I believe, that has a closed foot. None of the monsters do. When when Trippy mentioned that to me, I was like... I didn't know you guys had a... What's, what's the story behind that? You're going to have to ask the guy who made them, man. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. We'll ask Claudio next week. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good question for uh, for next Monday night. You can why you got to change things up, make make things crazy? Uh, I think I'm smoking the uh, Grande, which is the 6.5 by 54. Is that right? 6.25 mm-hmm. by 54? Yep. Yep. Indeed. 6.25 by 54. That's, in my opinion, that's the... Most mild cigar that we make, uh, and just in general, that's that's the most mild. I'm smoking the Fino, the uh, six uh, by forty-four, and it's actually it's got the old uh, packaging on it, which I'm actually kind of curious. I almost went I'll for that, that size. Nate, Nate. Yeah, I'll check uh, the band. I sent. I think I uh, gave you guys one of these. And, oh, there you go. Wow. 
um, March of 2015. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I love the Fino. That, that is absolutely my favorite Vitola and favorite performance. I don't know why I'm smoking the Grande. It's, I think it's just because uh, I went into one of our shops, who all or most of them carry Mombacho here in Canada, and uh, picked one up. And I was like, yeah. There you go. Give you a virtual hug. Exactly. <laughs> Thank I'm, you for I'm, selling our product. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. I got to, I got to, sometimes I got to preach the word to our stores, you know, because sometimes some of the stores aren't really up on what, uh, what the current hot boutique way product is. And, uh, you know, I gotta, gotta share the love. Yeah, absolutely. I think with, uh, especially with this particular blend, just going back to the sizes, they, they all perform a little bit differently. Uh, the Cordo is, I guess, kind of a short Robusto four by 50. Um, that one was rated by Cigar Aficionado in 92, I believe. Uh, the Fino, John, you rated the Fino like 106 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's 113 or something like that. Something like that. Um, but that's got that's the spiciest, yeah, yeah. in my opinion, uh, yeah, of most, that Most full bodied. Um, and uh, the Classico is just solid medium. It's not too spicy. It's real smooth. I think the, I feel like the Corto's got a little bit more of a kick to it. Mm-hmm. And that Grande is just mm-hmm. that's it's almost a medium minus. Yeah, for me, super smooth, super easy to smoke. I like that one with coffee, myself. Yeah, yeah, I could see that with an espresso or uh, or uh, just a straight black coffee. I mean, this is a great. I think the Grande is probably a great way to introduce somebody to the Mombacho line, and then kind of work them up. You know, go Classico, and then get into the powerhouses. I know that uh, you know, like I said, from the very well, you read the review from the very moment I I had the Fino, I was like, yeah, this portfolio is is my jam, and it is nice that the different sizes perform differently because if you feel like something that has that profile but is stronger or less strong, you can you can dial it in just by choosing a Vitola, which is nice. Yeah, it's just a slightly different interpretation of uh, the same overall blend. <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly what I like about when companies have their – rather than having exactly the same blend throughout the entire line, they have various little tiny tweaks, and it – gives each one its own character so you're not like well i'm gonna buy the robusto because that one's a dollar cheaper than the toro it's good point i'm gonna buy the toro because i like the flavor of that one for this particular occasion and i'm gonna buy some cordos because they got that spice the cordos are the jam little little, yeah, little, really little spice bombs yeah and those old ones oh man oh they're magic right yeah those are magic oh man i was on the road one of our brokers uh glenn seegers in the southeast uh, when was that? A month ago? A month ago, yeah. Month and a half, maybe two months ago. And we had a <clears throat> a bundle of the Cortos that had the old bands on them. Nice. We were we were sampling them, but we were kind of smoking them ourselves. It's a lot of time in the car, so we were, uh, we were uh, smoking a few of them. And we had a couple. We just like halfway through, like, looking at each other. Man, these things—they're like magic. And that's what, from that on. They were the magic Cortos. And if you you come across a Corto that's got the old band like this. Yeah, uh, grab that. Yeah, grab it. Because um, it's there's something special about that blend. Once it hits about three years, whew, so damn good. I feel like we're even doing a show. I feel like we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. We're just. I mean, that's kind of smoking. our style of doing a show. No, I know, but out. I want to. I gotta keep. My, I gotta keep it in mind. Like what? Like other oh, people yeah, actually yeah. hear what I'm saying, <laughs> and what am I saying? Uh, and I haven't had that much to drink yet, so we're still good. Keyword yet? Yet. Because that's what the show is all about, right? That the show is all about pairing, and we've got some pairings tonight. And we'll kind of um, we'll lead it off before we get to our first break here. In the, uh, I I couldn't do a pilsner. I'm sorry, Maestro, but uh, I just wasn't feeling the pilsner today. But I went with something pilsner esque within the Venn diagram of pilsner. 
And uh, some of you out there might might make fun of me, but I'm going with the Village Squeeze. Village is a uh, brewery that's uh, local to Calgary. Uh, the brewmaster is Larry Kerwin, uh, located in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Home of the Calgary Stampede, which kicks off tomorrow. It is the largest outdoor show on earth, and it's fantastic. Wow. I will not be here for it because uh, I'm going to the IPCBR. Uh, they started brewing in December of 2011. Uh, it comes in at a nice sessionable 4.8% uh, ABV and uh, just a very minor 12 IBUs. It's a Munich Berry Helles style. What makes it different is they add some lemon zest and some fresh raspberries. I do mm-hmm. like raspberries. I could see a Helles lager going really well with this. Yeah. And that's, but- you know, that's like I looked in my I looked at my inventory. I'm like... You know what can I do that kind of works the mold a little bit, and but still kind of keeps it within the the profile of what I'd pair with a Terra Volcan. And I saw this beer, and I was like, I gotta, got Daddy's gotta go. Uh, Trippy, what you got first? Uh, so there? I went with something that is in the complete opposite direction, but it's also a beer, and it's something <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum that I think is going to pair wonderfully with the Terra Volcan, which is Fort George Three Way IPA. Uh, so for those who don't know. Uh, well, actually, first I'll talk about Fort George. They're in Astoria, Oregon. They only distribute, I believe, they may have opened it up a little bit more, but I think they only distribute to Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. Uh, you may see some down in California. I'm not. I never have. Okay, so so then I think they're still just distributing in the Pacific Northwest. And they they started in 2007 with an eight and a half barrel system that they actually trucked. They put it in a truck. And drove it from Virginia Beach, Virginia, to Astoria, Oregon, which is on the coast. So they drove it literally from coast to coast. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, they went to California, and they—I don't remember exactly where they got it, but they got a thirty-barrel system that they salvaged from somewhere else. And three-way is kind of special for them. So it's where they—it's released at the beginning of every summer since 2013. And it's a collaboration between two other breweries and themselves. It's always an IPA, but the style changes drastically. And this year they did a Vermont IPA, uh, which is kind of that sweeter, juicier kind of flavors. Um, And this one is in collaboration with uh, two other kind of local-ish breweries, which are Great Notion out of Portland, where they, they don't really bottle much of anything. Pretty much everything is just growlers and crowlers because... You just, they only put it in kegs. And the other brewery is Rubens Brews out of uh, Seattle, who has been kind of blown up lately. And one of the interesting things is they always seem to pick the breweries that are about to explode and get really popular in this area. So, and the reason I talked about it before showing it is because this is like, it looks like like Tang or maybe like Sunny D. Mimosa. Mimosa. It's, It's like, yeah, it's bright orange. And as hazy as it can be, like it's a one solid color. There's no little chunks floating around or anything. Uh, Rob, what are you drinking first? Oh, I'm up. <clears throat> um, you're bringing some of those to IPCPR, yes? Uh, I could, yeah. yeah that I could do good. that. I'd love to try it. He knows a guy. Uh, I uh, I went with uh, kind of a classic. Well, a classic, at least in my neck of the woods. Uh, the Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing. And Kona Brewing, obviously, is in Hawaii. This is a, it's a golden ale, light, balanced, and easygoing, just like me. Uh, it's 21 IBUs. Oh, I'm getting, sorry. Sorry about the noises in the background. Uh, 21 IBUs, uh, 4.4 ABV, so this is super sessionable. Um, just pale malts with a little bit of caramel malt 
and Galaxy and Citra Hops, which is probably why I like it, because I've learned that Galaxy and Citra Hops are my two favorite hops. Um, Kona Brewing, they've been around since uh, 1995. Wow. So that's, they've been around for a little while. And I tried to figure I mean, they're in Hawaii, but I don't know which island they're on. Oh, they're on, uh, they're on the big island. At least that's what it says here. Anyway, so they've been around for a while, and uh, it's, uh, as you can see, I've been working on it a little bit. But, yeah, that was, I wanted to go with something light and crisp, but like uh, John, like you were saying, I just didn't want to go with a Pilsner because oh. I don't have any. Um, if uh, I've been on kind of a German kick because I'm prepping for a trip to Germany later this year, and Ooh. I had some, I had some spotting, but that's all gone. Otherwise, I would have had one of those. But so far, this pairing is exactly what I wanted it to be. But uh, we'll, we'll talk later. Copy that. Um, so I'll take this moment before we start talking and. Uh, and waxing poetic about our flavor profiles here. I'll just get into our first break here. Remind audience who missed it at the beginning, we are tuned in, you are tuned in sharing our pairings episode 112, Mombacho, Tierra Volcan. I'm your host, John, the Cigar Surgeon, joined by my co-host, Trippy Trent. We are joined by our special guest, Robbie Rasmussen, brand manager for Mombacho Cigars. Please stay tuned for a word from one of our sponsors. Brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage featuring Rosado, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it's hand-rolled Nicaragua and available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the Heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preferences, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. All right, and we're back. We're talking about Macho, Tierra Volcan, and beers for our first pairing. And uh, this Hellas Lager, uh, this squeeze, is kind of exactly what I think about when I think about sitting out on a hot day. And it is a hot day today. I mean, we're sitting in the like high 80s, which is uh, pretty toasty. No clouds in the sky and, um, you know, need a, need a refreshing beer. And uh, as you said, Robbie, the the um, Grande is kind of on the lighter side, a little bit, little bit more uh, subdued. So... I find the uh, Hellas is doing a great job of kind of, first of all, the lemon zest refreshes my palate at the end of a draw. But you know that sourness that I just love out of the Mombacho? It really draws that out of the Grande. Like normally when you take a draw of the Grande, it's quite subtle. But when you have a little bit this uh, squeeze and then have a draw, you get this this nice sort of lingering sourness, which I actually found quite refreshing. And uh, the, the strength profile of the beverage and the strength profile of the cigar absolutely bang on uh so far so good trippy how's that first pairing dealing you Uh, so you talk about strength profile i think the strength of the beer is a little more than the cigar but it does bring out it's got so much like sweet citrus and fruity notes it's there's like peach pineapple i taste lemon uh orange peel grapefruit it's got like so much fruity flavors and so much sweetness uh it really is bringing out a little bit of the sourness, but it brings out kind of the baking spice way more than anything else. Uh, it's it's really a nice pairing. Rob, how about you? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the big wave, it's a golden ale, and I had a few of these. Yesterday I had some family over for the holiday, and uh, my wife bought one of the little sampler packs of the, the Kona Brewing, and I was drinking my way through it. There's four different beers in there, and uh, and all their beers are really good. They're not like extra special where you feel like oh god i have to have a bunch of those but everything that they make is solid which yeah going across the board to be able to make everything from a golden ale up to uh you know their coconut porter 
they're all um, uh, they're all pretty damn good. So uh, this was this seemed like a natural pairing for me. It's crisp. It's light. It's got some fruity notes to it. There's and it's it's a little bit malty, but not over the top. Um, I just get a lot of that citrus. I get a lot of orange orange peel. Um, you know, kind of like the like orange zest more so than uh, mm. orange peel. Um, and it's just it's really crisp. It's bright. And it does, uh, John, like that brings out that that tiny little sour note. It's, it's more of a the way that your tongue reacts to it than a flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's more of a feeling than a flavor. Yeah, exactly. Feeling yeah. than a flavor. That's a much better way to put it. You are good with the words, Trip. Not really, but not his first I'll rodeo, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's more of a feeling than uh, than than a flavor, and, and it, it just generates just a little bit, like your mouth waters just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I prefer that significantly more than a cigar that dries my mouth out, which I feel like I need to drink a lot of water or whatever. Uh, this pairing is exactly what I wanted. It's very, very simple. It's highlighting some of the sweet notes from the cigar. It does come in a little bit more sweet. A little bit of that spice is in there as well. It's not too spicy. It's not super spicy cigar to begin with, but you do get a little bit of that spice. And with this, it becomes more of almost like a baking style spice mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a pepper spice. A very, very enjoyable, perfect for a day like this. It's about 85 degrees. Perfect. Boom. I, I am, uh, I don't want to set this pairing down. I mean, this is. Yeah. Do we have to, how, how much time do we have before we have to move? Uh, you know, whatever. We, I mean, we can do whatever we want. Early. We started an hour early to accommodate, um, uh, what, peaches. <laughs> no, not peaches. Uh, I, peaches. I'm, I'm Logan. very confused. I forget. I forget the nickname we had for, Biscuits. for Logan. Biscuits, biscuits, thank you. Oh, okay. Started an hour earlier to accommodate biscuits, and then he tried to change the time on me. Oh, come on, we got we got a scheduled we got a scheduled guest. It's not like I can just pick up and drink and smoke at a different time. You know, we got a tight schedule. It's just Rob. Keep keep. No, it's very important. You're a guest now. You're not just. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I need to start demanding things. Uh-huh. I demand. Yeah. That I start at this time. Yeah. You Only need green to have a rider next time. That's right. It's all about that rider. <laughs> you must smoke M&M. a mombacho. But the uh, band must always be facing the camera with every puff. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something Rob would do. Is that a real thing? Like, do people really do that? Riders? Oh yeah, man. Have I you mean, not heard about this? Not for this show, but for like uh, musicians yeah. do it a lot. Yeah. Oh, just in general. Okay. So yeah, crazy. Cr- yeah. Um, okay. we. I mean, we should probably move on to our next one. I mean, honestly, the way this first pairing is performing, I would be perfectly happy crushing a couple squeezes and finishing off this Grante, and maybe letting up a corto to chase it. And I think I'd be in my happy place. Really? Oh, why, why did you say that people would make fun of you for having the squeeze? Well, because there's this, you know, I think there's this, uh, this negative connotation with fruity quote unquote fruit added beers. Um, because I think there is a lot of beers out there where they add too much fruit and it overpowers the beers. In this case, the lemon zest and the raspberries are really an accent note. They're not a primary note. And if you add fruit as an accent note, that's perfectly fine. If you're not adding as an accent note, dog, you're making a lambic. And you should make a lambic. Don't you make a, uh, you know. Anybody who thinks that way needs to try a uh, grapefruit sculpin. And yeah. then they'll change their mind. Try grapefruit. Okay. Go back in time and try grapefruit sculpin like three yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's 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 a few grapefruit style beers that I was, um, that I've tried before. I, a grapefruit would not be the way to go for this cigar, by the way. Grapefruit only really audience. goes with hops. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, on a hot day shockingly refreshing and I expected the grapefruit just to be nasty, you know, like in my mind, combining grapefruit and beer is just a bad combination, but it is like fantastic. It can be, it can go really wrong though. Mm -hmm. Fruit and beers can go really wrong. Um, Before we go on to our next pairing, 
uh, just want to tell everybody the the blend. <clears throat> we didn't talk, touch on the blend in Terrible Canada. Canada. We talked about it before. Uh, Nicaraguan Puro uh, with a Habano uh, Jalapa Valley wrapper. I'm reading this straight from our website, by the way. Um, it's got a Criollo from Condega uh, binder and fillers from Condega and Jalapa. So Nicaraguan Puros, uh, all Mombacho blends are Nicaraguan Puros. Liga Maestro is a, a Nica Puro as well, meaning all the tobaccos come from Nicaragua. And you can now move on with the rest of the show. Roger that, yeah. <laughs> so can I just say on this Grande, um, it is elegant enough that I can retrohale with every draw if I wanted to. There's just, there's no bite to that smoke. It just, there's a velvety, creamy, it's, it, you know, it's like if I was smoking vanilla ice cream, that kind of velvety texture, I'm getting that out of the retrohale. It's, it's delightful. It's nice. But uh, I'm going to move on to my next pairing. It's an old favorite. What's that? Said, I guess I will too. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, guys. Sorry. Moving on to the next <laughs> pairing. Um, this is an oldie but a goodie. Uh, for those who've tuned into our Japanese whiskey shows, they might recognize this. The Me Geekio 15 by Nika Whiskey. You can see that bottle slowly getting depreciated. Um, Nika Whiskey, of course, famously founded by Masataka Takatsuro, who is the first Japanese distiller of Scotch style whiskey in Japan in 1924. Nika Whiskey was named. It's current name, Nika Whiskey, in 1952. Uh, they own a, quite a few number of distilleries. They own Yoichi, which is located in the northern end of Japan. Uh, Miyagikyo, which is located in central Japan. Moji, which is southern Japan. But they also own uh, some other bottling plants and breweries. They own Sapporo, Hirasaki, um, which does uh, cider, brandy, apple wine. Uh, Tojiki, which is uh, coffee grain whiskey um, and also is a primary plant for long-term storage and aging. And then uh, Nishinimiya, which is uh, just a bottling plant, and Kish, uh, Kishiwa, which is also a bottling plant. So they're a very, very large whiskey distiller. And, you know, we've talked about um, Migikyo, or we've talked about Migikyo, we've also talked about Nikki in the past, because there's really two big players in Japanese whiskey. Um, this is one of them, and this is fantastic. I'll hold this bottle up again. So, like most Japanese whiskeys, uh, pardon me, it's going to say, like most Japanese whiskeys, it's at 43, but aha, we have found the one, it's at 45. 45%. Ooh. Ooh, special. Um, yeah, not really. No, almost. Um, no. By, almost. by Japanese standards, maybe. Yeah, by Japanese standards, maybe. So they say this soft and luxuriantly fragrant single malt is distilled and matured at Miyagikyo, um, which is located in Sendai province. Um, they say that the natural environment of the area, along with the use of steam heat distillation, results in a whiskey with a lot of different character that is very different from the Yoichi distillery. Um, they say it's got a mature nose with a lot of, uh, the cask represented in the whiskey, uh, with some cacao or, or maybe cacao nuts that have been ground, um, soft, fragrant and a smooth tang. So, um, you know, hold that up for our audience, but you know, we've, we've talked about it in the past that you really can't judge a whiskey necessarily by the color. In this case, you can maybe see the legs on that bad boy. It is, uh, delicious. And I'm going to take some noses and some sippies. Uh, Trippy, why don't you introduce your second beverage of the night? Uh, mine is also actually a Japanese whiskey. I didn't even think about that Say until just now. Um, and this is also kind of an oldie bit of goodie. I've had this on, I think, three shows before, maybe two. Uh, oh. It's Aikashima Akashi. Uh, so as I've talked about before, but I'll just go over it quickly again. They were the first licensed whiskey producer in Japan. Uh, even though they're not the oldest whiskey distillery because they also made sake previously and they they, they mainly made sake uh, 
for a very long time. And they say they still use sake techniques, but they don't say what techniques those are uh, in in creating the the spirit for this whiskey. It's distilled from 70% corn, 30% lightly peated barley, which is imported from Scotland, aged in American oak sochu casks. So previously they were used to age sochu, uh, which is kind of a, it's like a distilled version of sake, where sake is brewed rather than distilled. Um, then they age it in ex-bourbon barrels for an undisclosed amount of time. Then they finish it in sherry casks for two years. Um, I'm going to take a couple sips of this delicious thing. Oh, and also this is uh, this is one of the American-style bottlings because it is 40% ABV, which is kind of the typical American ABV. That sounds delightful. It's a it's a very good whiskey. You're bringing some of that to IPCPR too? I might. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Bring extra bags, fellas. You know where I'm <laughs> staying. Um, so I'm going with, and I think this is probably an oldie but goodie uh, as well, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, I featured this when during the two and a half years that John and I were co-hosting the show. Back during your tenure? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. It's uh, Green Spot. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, sir. Single pot still Irish whiskey. Uh, and is bottled by uh, Mitchell and Son. And it says here that it's from, I couldn't find their website, so I'm going off of masterofmalt.com. And it's, uh, it says it's Spot Whiskey Distillery, and it is bottled by Mitchell and Son. It's a single single pot still whiskey. John, you could talk about that if you want to, because you know more about that stuff than I do. It's all about that copper it, pot. It is a Chester copper pot? No, just a, just a, just big. a big thing of copper yeah. that sits on the floor. Yes, we talked big. about Astoria, too. No, no, no yeah. Goonies fans? No um, Chester Copperpot was the explorer in Goonies that they found his dead body. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go there because I know we'd be off topic for the next. Okay. Minutes, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're yeah, I could go on, on and on topic. about Goonies. Yeah, and, we're, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking this off. Forty uh, oh, yeah. percent ABV. Um, the nose on this hints of peppermint, malt, sweet barley, sugary porridge. I did not get sugary porridge when I, uh, when I nosed it. Creamy vanilla, papaya, and citrus. I, I you do kind of get those. I, I, my nose isn't. Uh, isn't delicate enough to pick out papaya, but I just go with kind of like a sweet, sweet, like a heavier sweet fruit um, in there. And uh, it's got a spicy and soft palate, gentle bourbon oak, green woods, uh, menthol, and pot- potpourri. Come on, that just seems like you say it's potpourri. That's just kind of giving in, right? Because potpourri is making stuff up now. Just making it up at that point. Uh, the finish is creamy and vanilla. And it's, this is fantastic. If you haven't had Green Spot, I tried to buy it when I was on my way back from Ireland a couple of years ago, and we were switching planes or something, so they wouldn't let us buy it at the duty-free. And then I tried to find it in the States, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Now they have it at Costco. So you run across a bottle of it. I think at Costco was like 45 bucks. Totally worth it. Yeah, It's, almost, it's I, almost too easy. to. I know I've seen it on the shelf around here. Yeah, I'm lucky that I don't know why in Portland people don't buy like rare whiskeys that much. Well, so yeah, so like people go crazy for uh, my next selection here, which just sits on the shelf. The people go crazy for that, uh, the uh, one of my favorites, Old Weller Antique. Uh, Like, I've seen people sell bottles of that for like a hundred dollars, and I can (laughs) go any day of the week and buy it for like 26 bucks. Yeah, yeah, we I think we found a side job for you. No kidding, (laughs) (laughs) side gig. Um, yeah, so this the nose on this is fantastic, it's really soft, fruity, vanilla. It almost almost smells like a um, like when I was a kid. They used to have a place called Orange Julius, which I know oh, yeah. the, like tree 
Treehouse makes Orange Julius. Still got them up here in Canada. Beer, but it's yeah, like they still yeah. exist here too. It's like okay, so it's bigger than I thought. It's like a, it's like a milkshake almost, or like a smoothie, but it was yeah. with vanilla ice cream and yeah. orange. So you kind of like an orange creamsicle. That's what this smells like. And uh, I'm ready to see what the pairing is. But I let my cigar go out, so I'm gonna light it up again. Yeah, it's funny you Rookie. went with Irish whiskey because uh, I'd actually contemplated going with Irish whiskey. I think a lot of the mm-hmm. Mombacho core line pairs nicely with an Irish whiskey because Irish whiskey tends to be a little bit more on the delicate side than scotch. So you've got a, a maybe a larger range of whiskeys in, within the Irish portfolio you can pair with, and I think it doesn't run the cigar over. I'll talk about my uh, nosing notes here and then get into our uh, second break. But, uh, I mean, this is tropical fruit in a glass, and uh, we'll talk about the flavors after because uh, I'll probably talk for five minutes. But uh, I want to remind our audience, you are tuned in to Sharing Our Pairings, episode 112, Mambacho Tierra Volcan. Thanks to all our podcast listeners out there, our live listeners who are tuning in to Facebook. We'll get to you in just a moment, I promise. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Trippy Trent. We have our special guest, Rob Rasmussen, who is the brand manager for Mambacho Cigars. Please stay tuned for more from one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by Cigar Oasis. Don't spend all your time worrying about your cigar wrappers cracking, splitting, or falling apart from humidity fluctuation issues. Set it and forget it by choosing Cigar Oasis, a professional solution which provides equal distribution of humidity with precise electronic controls. Monitor your cigars through the internet using the smart humidor Wi-Fi attachment. Why don't you spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars. Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor, Make sure you set it and forget it today. And we're back talking Mombacho, Tierra Volcan, and pairings. Thanks very much for all of our live listeners. We will get to your questions in just a moment. But first, we need to wax a little poetic. So this uh, Megikyo is certainly a little bit more, more when it comes to Japanese whiskey. You know, Japanese whiskeys can be really delicate. Um, this has that delicate Japanese whiskey up front, but it finishes quite intense. Fortunately for me, the intensity is tropical fruits. So you get mango, you get a little bit of banana, you get a lot of vanilla, you get, um, you know, maybe some passion fruit in there and it's not dominating the cigar. In fact, much like the beer was, I think those fruity notes are really accenting the cigar. Um, so I think it, for me, it's bringing out a lot of sweetness out of the cigar. I'm not getting that, um, that tang that I was getting with the uh, beer, which is unfortunate because I do enjoy that out of the profile. Uh, but it's serving very nicely to accent the cigar just in, in different ways. Trippy, how's, uh, how's that pairing going for you? Um, not as well as I'd hoped. Aww. It's, I think the sweetness of the sherry and the, and the bourbon aging actually kind of overrides the sweetness of the cigar a little bit. So I still get the sourness, the, the slight amount of bitterness that's in there and a little bit of the spice, but I don't get as much spice as I was with the beer. Um, and I get almost no sweetness from the cigar now, which is unfortunate because it's a, you know, it's it's a cigar that's blended to be balanced. And so it's supposed to have kind of equal parts of all of those flavors. Uh, and this just kind of kills the sweetness. Probably what throws, it off, you. throws it off kilter when pairing goes wrong. Yep. It, it happens. happens. It does happen. Um, this, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. The pairing's okay, but it's the cigar that's running over the flavors that I normally get out of this whiskey. Wow. And we talked about, we talked about Irish whiskey. It is, it is on the more delicate side. So I thought that would be a good pairing based on, uh, just based on the fact that I didn't want it to overrun the cigar. Right. So I'm getting more spice out of the cigar. So it's in a way it's enhancing my cigar experience, but it's a nice whiskey that's almost being wasted. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, where it's, it is enhancing the cigar. I'm getting more spice. out. Of, I think I'm just getting more flavor overall out of the cigar. 
But the whiskey kind of just goes by the, the wayside. I mean, it's serving its purpose. It tastes great and it gives you a nice little feeling inside. But um, <clears throat> this is uh, this is one of my favorites that's always in our bar, and to, so I'm familiar with it. And you know, the flavor profile and to wait to cha- to taste the way that the the pairing changes the whiskey, uh, it, it bums me out a little bit. Now, if would I send it back if I was at a restaurant? No, it's still pretty good. But uh, it, it's you know it's it, it's it's putting the cigar on stilts and it puts the uh, the whiskey in the background for sure. I mean that's tough, right? I mean you, you probably don't want a situation where your uh, your cigar is going to run over by the spirit, kind of like uh, Trippies is. But at the same time, you know, as much as you want the cigar to be highlighted, the whole purpose of drinking a spirit is so you can still kind of taste it so you know that's unfortunate but as we say it happens sometimes yeah, it's, yeah that's kind of where the ideal pairing is is where they both play off of each other and neither overruns the other yeah but yeah it's it's definitely not uh it's not pairing it with a ginger ale that's uh-huh. sure. <laughs> now know how one, that goes one thing i will say i was at an undisclosed cigar shop a couple weeks ago and uh, there was a, a young guy came in, he bought a cigar, and he was sitting in the lounge. It was in like, it was in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, so it was pretty quiet in there. <clears throat> and he was, the, he was the only guy in there that I saw. There might have been people upstairs. And they have uh, like a self-serve beverage, sure. thing, which is basically just a fridge. And you can go in and you put your dollar in the bucket on top. And, you know, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very open the way that they do it. I like the way that they handle things in that particular shop. And he went in and bought a ginger ale, and I watched him buy it. Oh, and he's walking no. away, and I'm thinking, oh, no, don't do it. But no, uh, he, was, he was happy as a clam, man. He was having a great time. I mean, I, I've actually had cigars that paired well with ginger ale before. I, I feel like it should. I almost I almost did a cocktail today. Uh, I was going to do a Dark and Stormy, because it's one of my mm. favorite cocktails. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the pairing might be kind of good. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. ginger beer. Like, it's even stronger yeah. ginger flavor. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's worth revisiting at the IPCPR, which, you know, that may happen. Who knows? Spontaneous pairing. It's been known to occur. Um, but, I th- you know, I think I think what probably would work in a cocktail is that the, the ginger portion, well, in a dark and stormy maybe, but um, the ginger portion is going to be a little subdued versus a ginger ale where the, where the, you know, the ginger portion is really front and center. And I think that's tough, man. That's That's tough to match that kind of strength and flavor. And just the fact that they had they only, they had a small selection. It was very specific the sodas that they put in there because I mean they're probably buying them at Costco. And yeah, it was intentional. So it was like there's a shelf of Coke, there's Diet Coke, and Dr Pepper was in there, and a root beer, and then a whole shelf of ginger ale. So maybe they know something that I don't. I just did it wrong, but it was really wrong, so I haven't revisited it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, we do this professionally, so you know, I, I like to think we're right most of the time. Trippy, how are we doing for audience questions, comments, feedback? Uh, oh, we got a lot of comments. Uh huh. So we've got a couple people who are doing their own little pairing. Uh, Bo, he commented last week, and like I said, I can't even pronounce his name. Zar Zarifchik. I mean, that's as close as I can come to pronouncing it. Uh, but he is drinking Lawson's finest liquid sip of sunshine, mm. which I believe is from your area, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. I think I oh, had that when Vermont. I was down there. They're in Vermont. Okay. Delightful. They're in Vermont. And okay, so they're very similar to this right here. Beer. That's a fantastic beer. Oh, maybe that was a, a, a beer that uh, that Matt Ross sent me. It's uh, in a can. It's in the yellow can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm remembering it now. That's a uh, great beer, Bo. Very good choice. I.L. McLaughlin is drinking some Aberlour Abendach. 
Uh, batch 28 with a 77 on Yahoo Shark. Batch 28. Good. He's not messing around. No, batch 28 is uh, very heavily sherried. So uh, good choice on the on the Yahoo because uh, you'd need a you need a pretty bold cigar to stand up to that much sherry. That that sounds delightful, actually. And, and we've also got a couple comments on that hat that you're wearing, Rob. Mm-hmm. Look at that. It's a crazy. There there may or may not be some available very soon. Uh, what if somebody were to bring you some beer? <laughs> get your weasel on. Get your uh, weasel on. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Bribes are taken. Um, no, we've uh, we've kind of expanded our uh, our merchandise game uh, a little bit in the past few weeks. Um, I'm actually gonna. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, oh yeah, that oh, fancy oh, army green. That, I like that. T-shirt. I like that army green. So uh, you're you're gonna see more and more of this stuff. Uh, we'll have some some hats that we're gonna have at IPCPR, and then. We'll have some stuff available uh, on our website, mombachocigars.com. Uh, we'll have a store up there where you can buy nice you know, hats and cutters and lighters, stuff like that. There's always going to be some stuff that is, uh, you know, specific for events, and you know we want to keep that, you know, a little bit more special. You come to an event and uh, you know you get to meet Claudio, hang out, and and uh, you know you, you buy a box of cigars or something, and you, you get a hat, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there will be some uh, some event specific stuff but um you will see a lot of it uh, on on uh, mombachocigars.com and then lastly we actually while we were talking we just got a new comment from steve saka he's very impressed with our technology that we can all stream on facebook together that's how we roll steve you know it's a very professional outfit here at cigar federation uh i'd like to i'd like to say we might be some of the most technical competent broadcasters out there i mean sometimes maybe we don't bring the uh the, the 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 oomph, you know, the 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 justice, the flash, the flash, but uh, you know, panache. Like the panache. There we go. Panache, that's a good word. Well, thanks for tuning in, Steve. Bye, yeah, Steve. I didn't I didn't know Steve watched our show. That's fantastic. I, I love I love talking to Steve. I could talk tobacco with Steve for days, really. Yeah, you he know? he, uh, he knows a little bit about the tobacco. Knows, knows one or th- one or two things. You know, the nice thing about you working for Mombacho, Rob, is that I know I can get I can get my hands on a shmedia. <laughs> versus you know some of the other uh, manufacturers out there and they're like medium what do you like is it for your is fiance that? is it for your girlfriend it's like no, no it's 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 for me i like i like to keep it tight don't like don't make sh- fun i'm a small show guy up the boiler a little bit yeah, yeah no yeah we uh we focus on uh on the mediums no it's there's always gonna they're always i wear medium yeah, so I know. Always going to be media. That's that's that's, that. that's 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 what I'm saying. I love that you work for the company, yeah, and I know absolutely. there's going to be at least one medium. And yeah. if I show up, you know, it's like how many how many extra larges do you have? Well, like 25. How many mediums do you have? Like like two, one and one and a half. Rob's wearing one. <laughs> yeah, Rob's. Yeah. <laughs> Will he sign it though? You know, I need need that Robbie Rosman signature just so it. Uh, I'll, I'll sweat in it for you. How about that? Uh, it's not really my style. No, it doesn't, you know no. <laughs> not really my it doesn't, thing. That doesn't give. That doesn't. Uh, that's not. That's not added value. It's not floating <laughs> my boat. It's not. It's not filling my sails. If you know what I mean. So this second pairing is really interesting. Um, I feel like. Uh, I feel like Japanese whiskey is. If you're gonna go the whiskey route, because uh, the risk with Scotch whiskey, I think, is some of the Scotch whiskeys might be a little too bold, at least for the Grande. Um, but I feel like Japanese whiskey, for the most part, is a pretty safe space. Like I could see. Um, some of the, like the Nika whiskey, uh, blacks and whites being mm-hmm. pretty good. 
Um, Yamazaki would be all right. Yeah, I was thinking Yamazaki would be pretty well, but not great. It might be a little too sweet. Hakushu would be interesting or Habiki, you know, get a little bit of that green apple in there. Those, those would all be kind of interesting. And, you know, because they're subdued, they're nuanced. It kind of matches the profile of Maestro when he blends. Like it's, you know, kind of seems like the same profile to me. Yeah, I think I almost went with Japanese whiskey and I was looking at my, uh, my bar and the only bottle I have is bottle of Hibiki 12, which I think I featured on the show probably seven or eight times. And I've had, I actually bought that at Costco back when it was available. Mm-hmm. Now you can't, you can't find that anywhere, at least not around me. And when you do find it, it's going for like 150 bucks for a bottle of Oof. 12, which is crazy. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, they replaced it with that, the harmony, right? That's kind of the one that we Yeah. That. It's like a blended malt. Or yeah. But, and that's a fantastic, uh, that's a fantastic Japanese whiskey. Um, I don't know. I just felt like, I wanted to go with the green spot, but I think you're you're kind of on point with some of the Japanese stuff with the that flavor profile. It's not it's not going to be overly peated. It's not going to be um, some of them do get more on the sweet side, so that's true. Yeah, I would watch out for that. Yeah, uh, going too sweet, but I think you're you're right in the wheelhouse there. Got to got to try some of that Ichiro. You know what I'm saying? Little little chichibu. Oh, little chichibu. You know what I'm saying? That type of cigar. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get all the what you want. Buddy. I know. I know a guy. I mean, I don't know a guy. I don't have a guy on speed dial like some people, but, you know, <laughs> I know a guy. So, um, yeah, I'm going to uh, hop right into uh, our third segment here um, before we get into our last pairing. And I want to remind our audience you are tuning into sharing our pairings, episode 112. Mambacho, Tierra Volcan. Thanks very much for all of our live listeners. And uh, Steve Saka, thanks for tuning into our show. We appreciate it, brother. Steve um, says, we, nice job. See you next week. He's going to go. We'll definitely see him next you. week. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see if he's got a comfortable couch and uh, sit there and rest our barking dogs. Uh, we are broadcast live around the world heard on the armed forces radio network. I'm your host, John, the cigar surgeon joined by my co-host trippy Trent. Please stay tuned for a word from one of our sponsors show brought to you by Drew estate until June 30th. If you're a Drew diplomat member, you attend a rewards program event and make a promotional purchase. You will receive a Liga Privada velvet rat. You'll also be entered to win a Drew diplomat pewter ashtray, mega standing ashtray, or the swag closet human or dubbed the divorcinator. All these products were built and designed by Drew Estate Subculture Studios. If you're not a member, download the Drew Diplomat app from the Apple Store or Google Play Store today. And we're back talking Mabacho Tierra Volcan, doing some pairings. Um, I mean, you guys have kind of been up and down on the second pairing, so maybe it's time to move on. But uh, I've been very happy with the Mega Geek 15. I'm, I'm kind of sad to move on, but I'm going to do it. And uh, here's another one that uh, I've featured occasionally on the show. Uh, it's one of those products that kind of gets overlooked in the shelf. Uh, this is one of those ones that I find is a little dynamic. This is a Glen Farkless Cask Strength Single Highland Malt Scotch Whiskey. You can see that big number there, 60%. It is a Hita. Hita. Distilled and bottled by J&G Grant. And it is a Speyside Whiskey. Uh, Glen Farkless was founded in 1836, so they do go back a little while. They were owned and are owned by J&G Grant. Um, they use water from the Ben Rennes mountain. So it's a mountain stream that they get their water force from. Water is the most important thing to Scotch whiskey, of course. Their neighboring distillers are Ben Rennes, Craig and Moore, uh, Dale Yuan, Dale Yuan. I don't know Dale Yuan. They must be a lot of uh, local production. I've never had one of their whiskeys, but what's cool is they have a tasting center, a visitor center, and 
if you go and visit them, apparently they have a glorious, glorious tasting room with a remarkable range of whiskeys that they will uh, pour for you. So it's worth a trip. The uh, 105 cask strength is, as I said, 60, 60%. Now, it might not be the right whiskey to pair, but I wanted to kind of push the envelope tonight. Uh, it's matured in ex-bourbon oak barrels, but then, unfortunately or fortunately, they finish it in Spanish oak, which either contained Oloroso or Fino sherry. So oh, we'll yeah. see how much that sherry kind of fits in. Sometimes, and especially I think with this cigar, the Grande Tierra Volcan, it might be a little too spicy for the cigar, but we'll see. They say it's aged at least eight years, although it is a no-age statement whiskey, so who knows? Um, they say the nose is oaky, apples, pears, and dark toffee, and then the uh, flavor is uh, the flavor notes are spiciness, oak, and sherried fruit, which sounds about right for Fino sherry. Trippy, what you got on uh, on point here for number three? Uh, so, like you said, we don't always. I don't always go with stuff that I know is going to pair well, or that I even think is going to pair well. I want to try stuff and see how it works. Uh, for science, I just think that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. For, for science, science exactly. Um, so, <laughs> I went with something a little hot: the Willet three-year family estate. Um, this is bottled at fifty-five point six percent ABV. Uh, so this is what we would call a heater. So the rye, it's aged for three years, but it's actually a blend of two uh, spirits that are aged for three years. It's a blend of their high rye match, which is 74% rye, 11% corn, 15% malted barley, and their low rye, which is 51% rye, 34% corn, 15% malted barley. Um, so the high rye kind of brings the spice. Uh, the low rye kind of brings the body. And I think so far it's pretty good. Um, I believe this is from the second release that they had. It doesn't say on the bottle, but I know they've had two releases so far, and I got this a couple weeks ago. Um, so I know it's not, it's probably not the first release. Um, I'm going back over my notes here. Oh, they say it displays characteristics beyond its age, including aromas of chocolate, orange, pine cones, cinnamon spice, and whipped cream. The palate Creamy. is equally enthralling, including notes of vanilla bean, rhubarb pie, mm. citrus zest, and pineapple rind. Come on, they're the, just making stuff up now. The rich finish <laughs> leaves notes of spearmint, honey, and cloves. It sounds uh, delightful. Yes, I it's, it's pretty good. I might so bring you a. I might bring a little flask of this. To, I've see. I've got a bottle of the seven seven year estate. I think mm-hmm. something like that. It was uh, given to us as a gift, and it is – my wife loves rye. She's, uh, she likes whiskey, uh, but uh, she's a big fan of rye, oh. and uh, everybody at her office knows that. So when uh, <laughs> it's like her birthday or an anniversary or something, they always bring her a bottle of rye. So we've got some really nice stuff uh, that, uh, that we've been gifted, and that was one of those bottles. It's really nice. It's really good. I'd be curious to see uh, how the three-year-old works. Um, and showing characteristics beyond its age – I feel like I'm doing the same thing with the white in my beard. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's like beyond, I'm not that old. Still in my thirties. Um, anyway, I went in a totally different direction and this is based on an experience that I had with Mombacho last year as part of uh, cigar federation covering IPCPR when they had the 10th anniversary release and invited media. And we all sat down and paired the 10th anniversary with some Vuv Clouseau champagne. So good. Now, uh, I, I initially was going to pair with a bottle of Corbell, and I'll tell you guys why. I had it. It was open from yesterday. I had family over. My wife used it to make cocktails, so I figured, okay, great. It's already open. It's not another expense. It's great. I'll use it. And I posted it, and Claudio freaked out. 
says, dude, you can't pair with, with Corbell. Come on, step up your game. He was just joking. But I told my wife, and my wife was like, oh, my God, you're, you're bringing shame on our household by doing that. <laughs> so, uh, so I switched to the last minute, and I'm going with a Schramsberg. Uh, I think it's Mirab- Mirabelle. M-I-R-A-B-E-L-L-E, Mirabelle, not Mirabelle. I would call that Mirabelle. Mirabelle Brut Rosé, um, and it is a, uh, it's a sparkling wine. It doesn't come from the Champagne region. It comes from uh, Napa Valley, California. Uh, they've been around for over 50 years, and they've com- been committed to c- crafting extraordinary, extraordinary sparkling wines. Living and working in the Napa Valley, Diamond Mountain property, the Davies family, and the Schramsberg team have focused on creating wines that reflect the passion and experience of the people behind each bottle. And that is from Schramsberg. They make some really, really good sparkling wines. I don't think that I've ever had this one yet. Um, it's a Brut Rosé. It runs about 30 bucks a bottle, so it's not too bad for a sparkling, but uh, it is quite tasty. Um, I mean, we could go into some of the... It's 47% Pinot, or 57% Pinot, and 43% Chardonnay, but nobody really cares about all that stuff. Uh, 12.8% alcohol. There's a TA number here. The pH is 3.16. They give you oh, a lot of information. Wow. Like, you got to yeah, hit that. pH is important. You got to hit that pH. What was the pH? Uh, <laughs> are you being serious? Yeah. At 3.16. Ooh, girl. Wow. Is that good? Like, I don't know what that know. means. I don't know. Pretty I acidic. should. pH is important in brewing, and I, I use stuff to bring my pH to 5.2%, which is where I guess it's supposed to be. I don't know what that means. Um, so I'm going to pop this because I love popping bottles, and uh, pop, we'll, pop. See how, pop, we'll see how this pairing goes. Yeah, I mean, th- three, three, uh, three-ish uh, pH is actually quite acidic because you think water is at 7 pH. Um, hydrochloric acid is at 1. So that's um, definitely in the – so it's, I mean, I don't know my, nope, my champagne. face off like, what? Well, I don't know if it's going to melt your face off, but I imagine it's going to be uh, quite sharp and crisp, which is probably what you're looking for in a champagne. It'll melt your teeth right out of your mouth. Just melt them right out of your mouth live on the internet. While, uh, yeah, that'd be a good show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trippy, while, while Rob's doing the uh, pouring uh, distributions, sharing there, uh, how are we doing for comments, questions, feedback on uh, Facebook and or CigarFederation.com, our home? Uh Jason Raybuck is, uh, he's excited that he saw that ad for, uh, DE and he got all excited that the, uh, the sun grown pigs are coming. Um, Casey Aldelamy is watching on Facebook. He says that Casey's good times. Yeah. He, he likes our approach. He says it's like a good blind date. Never know what you're going to get. Nice. <laughs> uh, and he also, he's a big fan of the Weller. Casey, you never know what you're going to get at the, uh, IPCPR, my friend. Call me. <laughs> Casey doesn't like to do interviews. No, Last we're gonna year. we're gonna get him on camera. I think this year we had him on uh, Cigar Chat. Yeah, it was and it was a, it was a fantastic. Oh, it was such an entertaining. It was such an. He had to do it from his hotel room, and he still mm-hmm. brought his A game. It was fantastic from the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when that's when you're dealing with a professional. Yeah, if you don't follow him on Facebook, you should. He's a yeah. fun guy to watch. Casey's a lot of good times. We've we've been doing this. I don't know, Robbie, if you've been tracking. This is way off topic now. We've been doing this. Uh, started by Jonathan um, at Alec Bradley. We've been doing this uh, shoes of IPCPR thing. I don't know if you've been following that or not. It, it it's total silliness, but I was actually buying two new two new pairs of kicks specifically for the show, and uh, so people have been posting their kicks of what they're wearing specifically for the IPCPR, and I kind of I've gone all I've gone whole hog. 
for the side piece PR. Oh, I got, I got to do that because I need new shoes because I just have bad ankles. And walking around oh, yeah, that much well. bothers me. Ankles? Yeah. Uh, when I was a bo- kid, I skateboarded. Bo- bo- like, when I was like 17, <laughs> 17 or so, <laughs> I broke my ankle. Dude, Boke ankles. He was a riot. I don't even know what that is. Uh, inside so, joke. Yeah, so it's kind of an inside joke, but inside I'll tell joke. the story anyway because it's, <laughs> it's great. Fair enough. So uh, at last year's, uh, is it 2016 uh, oh, Cigar Safari? Yeah. Uh, there was a, a guy, Mike, who came down. Super nice guy. He was a, yeah, super nice guy. We woke up the last day and he had smoked every single one of his blends that he had gotten the all, night before. All 10? All 10. Yeah, and all ten of the Hoyas. He just wow. raged. Smoked twenty cigars between like six p.m. and seven a.m. Um, and we call him Bo Cankles because he he was having ankle issues the whole time. So he was just like all night he was sitting there smoking cigars, soaking his feet in the pool. Yeah, he was not having <laughs> a good time. It's well, it's tough. I mean, I've been on cigar safari, and it's tough to think of a better place to smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than other than Casa Favilli, which you guys have both been to Casa. Oh Favilli. yeah. Casa Favilli is a pretty good place to smoke. Sitting on that patio with that pool, although I don't know if I put my feet in the pool. I've heard stories. But uh, there's kind of a good place to smoke cigars. I don't know about raging on 20 cigars in 24 hours. It's a bit much. God bless them, man. God bless them. So, raining it back in. Raining it back in. Ever. Bringing Um, it back. Bringing it back. Well, you know, we got got five minutes left in our Armed Forces Radio Network segment, and then we're going to talk after dark. Oh, and Michael Harvey wants to know, Robbie, when's the last time you didn't have a beard? It was 2000. I started growing it. It was my uh, Giants playoff beard, which that's more of a hockey thing, but I did it for baseball anyway, just because mainly because I was lazy and then it just became an excuse to not shave. Um, right. 2014. So it was like October, I guess. Wow. So the last time I was clean shaven was probably September of 2014. Baby face. I, I think the last time I was clean shaven was, I think it was 2012. 2012. I had always shaved and like I had the little tiny goatee on the bottom, the little like the actual goatee style goatee. Uh, and I decided to try to grow it out for Halloween and mm. it worked. So I just left it. Nice. So we are uh, coming down to the last four minutes of our Arm Frosty Radio Network segment. So we'll kind of, um, <clears throat> for those who are tuning in live, stay tuned for oh. an After Dark segment because I got, I got a lot of cigar and there's just no way, there's no way that I'm wasting a mombacho. It's just not happening. Real quick, so, uh, my my sister Janelle, I think, is watching because she just timed it, chimed in and said that I should shave my beard. No, so Janelle, you thank should. you. <clears throat> you do, you, know, you Robbie. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna run through. So uh, first of all, this 105 is exactly what I anticipated. It's just way too spicy and way too forward for the cigar. Uh, while the whiskey is delicious, uh, it, it's just not in any way like they're just two separate profiles. And they don't uh, interact in any good way at all. Um, really, it's just like having two separate flavor combinations, and uh, not not good, um, not good at all, actually. So I'm just gonna whip through my uh, three pairings here. We'll start with number one. Uh, for me, that was probably the pairing of the night. Uh, I think this squeeze was excellent. I'd probably rate that at 93, 94. I think that style of beer is is a great choice, it's specifically the Grande. I can't speak of the other Vitolas, but um, that crispness, that that uh, fruity flavor does a great job of supercharging both the cigar and the cigar does a great job of bringing out the, the beer. Uh, very refreshing, very enjoyable. Trippy, how was your first pairing? Uh, so let me talk about my last pairing just for a brief moment. It's, like you said, it's really spicy because this is a rye. Ryes are spicy. It cuts the spice completely from the cigar. You really don't get any of that pepper or baking spice. 
but it kind of ramps up the sweetness and the sour notes of the cigar, which I really enjoy, even though it's not the best pairing. Um, Interesting. So even, even if the pairing's not great, you can still enjoy it. Uh, so my first pairing, the three-way IPA, I would give a, a 94. I think this is like the perfect beer to go with this cigar. I don't, I don't think you could find a better beer to go with this cigar because it's, it's hoppy, but it's not overly hoppy. Uh, even, even your squeeze, I don't think, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to bring a, a couple packs of these to the IPCR so you can a try it. suitcase is just going to be full of booze. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I nope. mean, not, not if we drink it while we're there. Copy the that. second one, the Akashi, just was an off pairing for me. I would give that an 82. I mean, it just, don't pair those two. It's, they don't go together. The Willet, while it wasn't a fantastic pairing, it was really enjoyable. I would give that one an 88. Robbie, what about so, you? So for me, the pairing of the night was the Big Wave uh, Golden Ale. Um, it's not the flashiest and sexiest of beers, but the pairing was it was great. It was exactly what I wanted. It had some fruity notes to it. It was a little bit dry, a little bit crisp. So it's you know almost like a palate cleanser, but at the same time, it had some flavor to it. I could sit back with three and a half of those and, uh, and a Fino or two and, and just rage and, and really enjoy it. The Green Spot, like we talked about, wasn't, it was great for the cigar, but it wasn't good for the whiskey. Uh, this final pairing, I really love pairing uh, sparkling wine or champagnes with cigars. This has a little bit too much fruit to it. Um, Interesting. It's got, a ra- it's got some raspberry and some strawberry uh, in there that you, kind of, you get that, and it lingers just a little bit. If it was a bit more dry, I would enjoy it more, but it's still a pretty good pairing. I, I just like the fact that it, it's just a palate cleanser, and then in between, you get to taste the champagne, and it's great. Champagne then- is just a fantastic palate. It's a it's a great palate cleanser. I would probably stay, stick away or stay away from a rosé, but uh, it's. I mean, I got scolded, so I had to. But uh, it was uh, <laughs> by my wife. She Could was really broke that dom. She was really disappointed, man. Oh, the dom. Yeah, right. That's yeah. <laughs> you got a couch I could sleep on, bro. <laughs> no, but champagne. Seriously, if you've never paired with champagne or a sparkling wine, do it. And that's it. Getting back to my pairings, uh, Migikyo was for sure the pairing of the night for me. That was a 95-96, and I think I want to explore um, Mombacho pairing more with a little bit of Japanese whiskey, try some different expressions, because this was really, really good. I mean, the Migikyo 15 is a, is a great expression for Japanese whiskey, so it might be a high watermark. But I've got some, I've got some Takatsuru, I've got some Takatsuru 21, I've got some Pure Malt. You know, we can we can do some pairings in uh, IPCBR, I'm just saying. Um so for me, that was the high water mark, even though the squeeze was excellent. And the Glen Farkless, unfortunately, while an excellent whiskey, was a, a wholehearted miss. Uh, that's like an 80-81 for me. Um, just, just great whiskey, but does not at all in any way go with the cigar. Um, so as we wrap up our Unprocessed Radio Network segment today, I want to thank all of our live listeners. Please stay tuned to our After Dark segment coming right after this. But thanks to all our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners who are out there. We know you guys are out there and ladies are out there in droves protecting our freedoms, especially just after we had the July 4th week, week, normally be weekend, but Independence Day, July 4th. Thanks for protecting our freedoms. Hope you had some downtime and had a chance to enjoy a delicious cigar and have been entertained by our 58 minutes of tomfoolery. We hope you stay safe and have a great weekend. We are joined right after our Armed for uh, After Dark segment by uh, Cigar Chat on a special time tonight of... Uh, was at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, um, so tune in tonight. Uh, we will not be back next week because, of course, we will be doing our live show coverage of the IPCPR. You can check that at YouTube.com and CigarFederation.com where we have great show coverage, including interviews of Mombacho. So check it out. 
And as we say on Sugar Pangs, we do want you to bring, drink better, but drink less. And I get a lot of cigar left. I get like half. I'm, I thought I was raging on this. Uh, I Grande. know. I've been raging on this thing. Well, I think you, I might have you to have the biggest Patola, John. Yeah. <clears throat> John, yeah, Diggity. you had the biggest. Yeah, Diggity. I was. I mean, I guess it is after dark. We could go that mm-hmm. direction, but uh, I, you know, I wanted to give. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, uh, a young man, and I believe he was in the army, and his last name's Watts, and I can't remember his first name. And I met him when I was at a shop in, uh, uh, oh man, what was the name of the shop? I'll have to look it up. But uh, we were in there. I was there with Glenn and it was down, it was either Atlanta or it was either Georgia or Alabama is right next to Georgia, right? It was either Georgia. It was right right on the border there and um, in Phoenix. God, what is the name of the the place? Anyway, uh, he, uh, he, he recognized me from these shows. And he asked, John, he asked about you. He asked about Logan. Uh, Trippy didn't ask about you. That's Awkward. right. Harsh. I'm new school. <laughs> Ouch. Awkward. It's cold. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he was, he was there in his uh, full uniform and uh, enjoying some cigars. He was excited to see uh, Mombacho in that area. So I do want to give out a shout out to, and I'm not going to say what his rank was because I don't remember what it was, uh, Mr. Watts. So I appreciate it. And I'm going to find out what cigar shop that was so I can say it here. You guys talk amongst yourselves. So this is a, a really odd comment, and I don't think I've commented on this before, but I just took the uh, secondary band off this Tierra Volcan, and I don't know what you guys are paying for bands, but oh. uh, there's some nice, I mean, like, that's oh, not some, fancy. Uh, yeah, like, that is some, like, <clears throat> like, I, you know, like, it's embossed, like, you see, like, I'm going to hold that yeah. up, it's lower. stamped, lower. it's stamped lower. on the, no, well, lower. for your camera, yeah, not the, for the audience. We see oh, I'm running two cameras, cameras in the audience. Oh, well, that's Dual not camera technology here on uh, CigarFederation.com. So Actually. one thing I know, so obviously they say cigar rings on it. You probably can't read that. Um, but you know what it's mm. like. Um, but he, Claudio actually told me they were like completely decided on this kind of matte finish gold. And for some reason, the cigar rings factory in Nicaragua only does foil gold. They do not do matte gold. Um, if you want the matte gold like this, the powder gold, you have to order them from the DR, which is what they do. And that's a lot of work for just a band. I mean, nope. having them shipped from out of country. And uh, it goes it goes to, uh, like, it says something about the attention to detail at Mombacho. Like everything Mombacho does. Yeah, I, No, I appreciate that. And and I, I think you can say that because you've you've been to the factory. And yeah. and you've you've seen the factory and and it's oh so impressive. Just the way that the factory looks and the way that uh, I'll, I'll you started this so I'll I'll finish it. But um, I've been as part of a member of the media. I was lucky enough to visit several factories and every factory is great. Every factory that I've been to, I should say, uh, is every factory has their pluses and has their minuses, just like any place that you go. And uh, the same with uh, Casa Villa, it's going to have its pluses, it's going to have its minuses, depending on what you're looking for. But the way that uh, just just the sheer visuals of our factory, it's a hundred over a hundred year old building, um, completely restored. Uh, we you know, we bought it uh, in two thousand twelve, I think. Sounds right. I think that's Sounds I think it's right. two thousand twelve. Claudio, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's a beautiful factory, um, and uh, yeah, the thing that blew me away, and I've said this before, but I was hired. I started on November first, and November second, I was in the factory. And it, we were having meetings and stuff, and it was uh, noon, and the bell rings, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And everything stops, and everybody has lunch together. Like we we feed our employees every day, 
and it's not we don't charge them for it. We just we just feed them. We have someone there, uh, Lizette. Lizette's awesome. You guys, have yeah, she is. Lizette. Yeah, and uh, and she cooks uh, she cooks lunch for everybody every day. And and I sat down. I was having lunch with the uh, the rollers and bancheros, and we were doing our best to communicate because my Spanish isn't so good. Until I start drinking the rum, then it gets a little bit better. Yeah, at least I, at exactly. least I think it does. Un poco. It, in my head, you, it gets. You just get a little looser with it. Yeah, sure. The inhibitions are gone, and I'll just do my best. Hablo uh, de español un poco. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, yeah, I, I just feel like we do things a little bit differently, and you yeah, know, we talk about we talk about being unique, and some there's there's terms in this industry that are that get played out, you know, tradition and all that stuff, and unique, and we're you know we're special because we do this, we do that, and uh, every company is special in their own way. But I think that's one thing that we that we do, and your point about the bands really says the same thing. Um, you know, uh, it was the guy from Jurassic Park so spared no expense. Maybe not expense. the best example to use because everybody I mean, died. But, <laughs> but you that's know the I, thing with Mombacho. It's like that's the thing that struck me the first time and the second time I saw the factory is that there are little details that nobody thinks about that are just part of the way they do business in Mombacho. The sandpaper to yeah. to yeah. sand down the bumps yeah. in the Ridiculous. binder before they put the wrapper on. Then they they have the uh, vinegar. They they kind of. You're going to give away See, trade secrets? The rappers with... Hey, Claudio <laughs> talked about that on, hey. on Cigar You signed State. an NDA, oh, right? Oh, what do we got here? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. And Go then ahead. the stamps on the band. I mean, I can't they're just little touches that nobody else does. Oh, that's May 2000. May 2000. That's got to be one of the first batches of the new new uh, banding. Mm. Actually, yeah, probably I would is. think so. Uh, and then the last time I was in Nicaragua... Uh, we were there for Cigar Safari, and we spent an extra day in Granada. And John and Logan flew out in the morning, and I didn't fly out until, like, late that night, like, 8 or so. And I went to that little private island that they have the Mombacho party on, and we just kind of hung out with some of the rollers and some of the bancheros. And I was very jealous. There aren't many people in the industry who are, you know, factory owners and people who run the factories that fraternize with their employees. It's it's just a very different thing in the industry. Claudio knows everybody's name. Exactly. And, and, he, and he was and, like yeah. that guy uh oh, I don't remember his name. He called him Chocolatito because it was right after the Chocolatito fight. Oh, uh, me. Yeah. Uh but he was like that's the guy that rolls every single Mambachito. Yeah. Every single one that's the guy that rolls them. And he knows everybody and what everybody does. It's amazing. And you know, our, our factory is a, a little bit smaller than some of the the, the large. Like it's you compare it to Drew Estate, it's not even close. Not even. Uh, but it's it, you know, it, it's a different. We're it's we're different animals, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's it, it maybe, and I'm not trying to take any, take away anything from anybody, but uh, the the way that our factory runs, um, the way that our company runs is something that, uh, at least for me, is very, very appealing when it came to the decision of, do I want to move on from being in the media and join the cigar industry? And frankly, I wasn't really looking to do it uh, unless one of, you know, a handful of companies that I would have wanted to work for. Uh, and just so happened that Mombacho was at the top of that list, um, which sounds like lip service because I work for them. They, they signed my checks. But uh, I think if you, even if you go back and you look at some of the old uh, old videos and interviews and I mean, stuff, yeah, you were raving over them long yeah, before you worked for them. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, these are some of my uh, favorite cigars that I've ever encountered. Is 
from being you know part of the the media and that kind of thing. So uh, the way that the company is run to me is unique and uh, and there's uh, there's a there's a strong appeal for me for that. So that was and I'm glad you brought up the thing about the bands because I mean everybody everybody has great bands. A lot of companies yeah, well, I shouldn't exactly. say because some companies don't, but um, you know, everybody pays attention to the details and, um, I don't know. I just feel like we take a, a slight extra step. There, in- yeah. There's just an extra step there at, at every step of the way. There's an extra step of detail that's in there. I should let you yeah. talk because it means more coming from you than it does from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I think cause we took some of our, uh, franchisees, uh, limited number of our franchisees down to the, uh, factory and we took the right ones cause they didn't have experience with the product. And I feel like, um, it's one of those things I can talk about and I can talk passionately about, but they're not going to get it until they experience it firsthand. And uh, I remember one of our franchisees walked into the humidor after doing the tour and seeing all the, the particulars and he walks in the humidor and he says, he turns around to me and he says, do we have these in our store? And I go, no. And he goes, why not? And I go, I don't know. Why don't you have these in your store? And he goes, <laughs> we need to have these in our store. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, you do, because they're delicious. And now they have like four or five facings of uh, mambacho in the store. But like that's one of those things where um, I feel like you you really resonate with the brand when you see the process, when you meet the people. And and I joke to them, I'm like, Claudio doesn't really even care. If they rolled six cigars today, he'd probably be disappointed. But if those are six perfect cigars, eh, I feel like he'd be satisfied as long as they're perfect six cigars. And that's kind of his philosophy. Like, just make them perfect and make them perfect every time. And yeah, if you can, if you could make more than six, that'd be great. But as long as they're perfect, we're happy. You might, the sentiment is correct. You might be stretching it with six. <laughs> yeah, six. I feel like he'd he'd be able he'd start yelling in Italian. But the, lots of hand motions. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the sentiment is correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's you know it really does it really does feel like a family. I'm Facebook friends with. Uh, with a lot of the folks who work in the, the I mean, I'm Facebook friends with a lot of people that work in the factory. Right? Okay, even better. <laughs> you talk, me, me as well. Yeah. It's one of, one of the few times where I get the factory invites. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'll invite, you know, I, I know who you are. You're not just some random person from Estelle that's weirdly <laughs> inviting me on Facebook. It's weird. And, and we also have uh, Granada going for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're Granada, the only factory in Granada. Not, not taking anything away from Estelle. They're just very, they're, they're different towns. Yeah. Uh, and they both have their their pluses and minuses. They both have their charm. But uh, there's something about Granada. Um, I took my wife Dana down there in January for our uh, for the uh, Mombacho 11th anniversary party, which we had on that island that we were talking about trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, she keeps asking, when are we going to go back? And she had a blast. And oh man, oh, the next time you guys go, take a couple of days, take the hour and a half drive out to San Juan del Sur. Mm. And just I've refresh. Heard the beaches are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh. <laughs> so in, in the middle of the night, run down and jump in the water. So there's, there's for, something about jumping in the ocean in the middle of the night that is like it's very primal, and uh, you come out of that so energized. It, it was uh, it was a transcendent experience for me. So uh, so for the record, I've blocked off a three week period in January for the Pure Sabor in Nicaragua. Oh, yeah. So as long as I can get the flights figured out and worked out. Uh, I fully intend, along with uh, my boss Jeff, to be down there for the Pure Sabor in in uh, in January. Go have Pure Sabor be the beginning of your trip, mm-hmm. and on February third, you can come celebrate the twelfth anniversary of Mombacho with us. That's our goal. Everyone's invited. 
Seriously, you're in, if, if, hey, if you're in Granada, man, you you can come shoot me. An oh, email. yeah, yeah, that's I'll, what I'll that's what Claudio told me. Com. It was Absolutely. like anybody who's in Granada at that time is invited. It's just yeah. we when an when open we were invitation. There, when we went down in January, one of the little excursions we did was to this lake that's in an old. Uh, it's a crater, I guess. It was a. Oh uh, yeah, the crater lake. I don't know what it's called. The the lowest point in Central America. What? Not. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it used to be a volcano. Now it's a lake. Yeah. And there's a there's a resort there you can stay at, and there's a little bar and restaurant down at the bottom. And we went, went there for the day, and the water was so warm. I was just out there in the water, playing around, having a good time. And we met a couple from. Uh, we had like seven or eight of us in our group, and we met a couple from Oregon. And uh, we were all smoking cigars. And he came up. He's like, "Hey, where'd you guys get the cigars?" And so we, you know, extended him a, a, a cigar. He smoked a. I think he smoked a Fino. I, I gave him a Fino. Really nice guy. I cannot remember his name. And he and his wife, they they hung out with us that day, smoked some uh, mombacho, and then we said, hey, we're having this party tomorrow. You guys are welcome. And they came to our anniversary party. I thought it was <laughs> really nice. cool. That just just happened to be there. So if you guys are in Granada, chance, and oh, if you're ever going to go to Granada, go in January, in February, because it's perfect. The weather is so great. So great. Do you All know, right. what, do you know we, what the dates are of the Pure Samar? Just out of curiosity. They haven't announced them yet. Off the top of my head, I don't know. It's probably around the same time. It's usually around the same time every year, within a week or so. Yeah. Um, we pushed our uh, our anniversary party back a few days because I think we were on the 26th or the 27th right. this year, and next year it's February 3rd. So it's the same. Yeah, I guess it's the same week, but it just this gets- year it was the last week of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually got a couple audience questions for you, Rob. Go. So the first one that I have to find here is what's your favorite aspect of being involved in the industry? Hmm. You know, there's, I've learned a lot in this, what, six and a six, seven, eight months that I've been in the industry. And, and I always said this when we were doing, when I was doing stuff on cigar federation or doing the shows and reviews and everything is that the online community of cigar smokers is, it's a rampant community, right? Everybody is, it's, they're hungry for information and news, new product and everything. That's about the one percent. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny sliver. And and for us, when you're doing that, when you're in that world, it feels like the entire world. Yeah. And then you get out and you realize that I learned two things. The industry is a lot bigger than I thought it was. It's a lot bigger as far as the scope of cigar smokers, but it's a lot smaller than I thought it was too. In the sense that the percentage of cigar smokers is tiny. So. From from a standpoint of uh, you know getting that information out to people and just letting them know about your brand. I mean, obviously, my goal is for somebody to walk into their local B and M and ask for Mombacho. Um, but that's I mean that's a tough hill to to trudge up. I mean, is it you know all the online stuff that we do is great and what, everything that you guys do really does serve a purpose. There's a lot of people who get their information from you guys and, and web, other websites. And it's uh, it's a great tool, but there's a lot of guys out there who just they go into their shop and they they buy their same cigar every time they come in, uh, you know, unless you talk them into trying something else. So it's uh, it is an uphill battle. Uh, but I think my my favorite part so far, which I thought was going to be my least favorite, is being on the road. I haven't done it that really. Much. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised by that. I Me am too. too. I am too. Um, and when Claudio and I were talking about, it, he's like, "Oh, you might be on the road 25 percent of the time." I was like, "Oh, that's not that bad." And then I started thinking, oh, man, 25%, that sucks. I don't want to be on the road all this, blah, blah, blah. But getting out there and going to all these different shops and um, and meeting the people, I mean, the folks who work there, the guys who come in and smoke and sit down and just 
just ex- having that experience in more than just the four or five shops that are in my area. And I'm lucky to have four or five shops within driving distance, right? A lot of guys only have one or two. Yeah. So to get out to those places and, 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 you know, spend time with and smoke cigars with guys who don't always get a chance to experience something new. That's really been my favorite part so far. Yeah. Speaking of somebody who's in the, it's been IPCPR. Yeah. I was, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking, speaking of someone who's in the retail end of things, um, and I've been on the road quite a bit, uh, the last two years. Yeah. Um, I I think there's this energizing aspect to it. Like when you actually get to talk to people and sort of share your passion for cigars and, uh, and you know, they pick up on that and you give them recommendations and they come back and they're like, yeah, you recommended this. And maybe you don't remember them, but you know, it's like, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed the recommendation and you enjoyed it. Um, that it's very rewarding, you know, to, to, to give good information to a cigar smoker and have them, enjoy that recommendation and then branch out from that. Um, you know, it's very exciting. And I always tell, you know, cause Mombacho up here in, in Canada is it's tough, right? Boutique, boutique blends and Mombacho is absolutely everything boutique. It's tough in Canada because you've got your boutique smokers who are aware of the brand. And like you say, you've got the other 90% of the segment who are not necessarily familiar with the, with the brand. And, uh, you know, like, well, how do I position this to the, to the customer? I'm like, just, just have them smoke one, just have them smoke one. And they'll be back because the cigar will speak for itself. Like you can tell them the story. You can tell them the background. You can tell them about the factory. You can tell them all this stuff. Just have them smoke a cigar. Trust me, they'll be back. They're not going to have a bad experience. If they enjoy cigars, they're going to enjoy the product. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, we've, uh, I I went out in, in my local area and in California, we haven't in the past had, uh, at least in Northern California, uh, had much exposure to uh, local shops around here. There's, you, know, you walk in with Mombacho and they're familiar with Tierra Volcan and then you kind of explain to them, well, Tierra Volcan is Mombacho and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not a sales guy. I don't have any sales training. I'm just, I don't think I'm very good at it. My goal was just to go in and get to, get these uh, shop owners to smoke the cigar and you get the cigar in their hands and let them smoke it. And you know everybody, now, now they're all selling Mombacho because it really is, John, like you said, the cigars speak for themselves. All right. So, so the yeah, other- I'm, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go I, ahead, because I'm asking a new question. Okay, one second. I'm surprised that that is my favorite part. Ask me again in a year. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up again a year from now. We'll see what my favorite part is. Uh, so the, the next question is from Michael Harvey. He's one of our uh, one of our. I remember Michael. Cigar, mm-hmm. Sigfed members. Absolutely. Um, he's in... Watches every week. North Dakota? Somewhere in the north mid. No, he's, he's either in North Dakota or, um, or uh, Colorado. Colorado sounds right. Yes, he's uh, in Colorado. He, he says he's never smoked a mombacho. He wants to know which what? one. What? Well, that has to be rectified. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, Michael, well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what you like to smoke. If you like more of a full flavor, full uh, full body um, cigar, then you go with Liga Maestro because it's – Liga Maestro in the double Robusto I think is the best cigar that we make. It is – and that's – I mean, it's damn near a Churchill, and I'm not a Churchill smoker. Uh, it's like six and three quarters by 50. But something about the blend of Liga Maestro in that size uh, is it's the perfect expression of that blend. It's rich. It's full flavor. It's not full strength. It's a medium, medium plus maybe, depending on what you're used to. Yep. But I can sit there and smoke that for two and a half hours and think, man, I should probably fire up another one. You know, like there's <laughs> something about that particular, if you want something that's got more of a kick to it, and it's a bit more aggressive. Try the Liga Maestro Pequeño. 
So those, oh yeah, the, the four, it's four and a half by forty four or something like mm-hmm. that. Those are steel guys. That cigar's got a kick to it mm-hmm. because I mean you're taking that two and a half hour experience and, and condensing it down into forty five minutes. So it's it's just like anything else. You boil it down, it gets thicker, right? So you're getting a lot more flavor and uh, and oomph out of that particular cigar. Yeah. Um, and if you want something more on the medium side, I would go with the the Tierra Volcan Corto. I think that's the one cigar if people haven't smoked Mombacho and they want to experience uh, the, the full spectrum. I would say go with the Corto, then the Fino, then the Double Robusto uh, Liga Maestro, and then the Pequeño. That gives you, just from the Mombacho blends, we're not talking about Patina, uh, just from the Mombacho blends, I think that gives you the full spectrum. And Patina no. that makes the story longer. And, and you were right. He's in North Dakota. North Dakota. Boom. Yeah, your gut was right. Go with the gut. Now, obviously, I'm excited for, uh, and this is not Cigar Chat, but uh, I'm going to talk about it anyways. I'm, I'm pretty excited for some of the products that are hitting the market, the IPCPR, which we'll be talking about next week in our interviews. Uh, some of the products I can either confirm nor deny. I may have had an opportunity to smoke already. Yeah. They good. Some of the ones that aren't haven't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. So it should be a good show. Yeah, speaking of non-disclosure. Um, yeah, I, have you guys smoked the Cosecha 2012? No. Mm-hmm. No, John, John has. Of course I have. Oh, you um, have? A couple times. Oh, you bastard. Yep. So Cosecha, John, thank you for bringing that up, is, uh, is, a new, is a new line that we're releasing. And Cosecha in Spanish means harvest. So uh, it's, a, it's a true vintage line uh, akin to the vintage style of wine. Every wine has a year on it. And there are some cigars that are out there that are vintage. Some are true vintage, some aren't. Um, but uh, that's not my place to decide whether they are or they aren't. But ours is it's a 100% true vintage. So it's, it's Cosecha 2012 is the first one in the line. 13, 14, and 15 have already been rolled. And they will be released you know, every year hence. So um, did I use hence correctly there? I think so. I, I, feel, I felt right. I hope I used it right. Um, so this year, 2012. Every tobacco is from the 2012. <laughs> Chip, you're making me laugh. I'm just giggling at you. <laughs> every tobacco, it's a uh, Nicaraguan Puro. So every tobacco from Nicaragua from a 2012 harvest. Um, the cigars were rolled a year later, 2013, and they've been in our uh, beautiful aging room. You guys have both mm-hmm. been in there. Uh, they've been in the aging room uh, sleeping, as Claudio likes to say, yeah. uh, for the last, well, they were 13, so last four years. So this cigar, it's 100% true vintage. It's a limited edition in the sense that there's only, I think we're only doing 5,000 of 2012. Mm-hmm. And the, the crop yield from each year is going to, dic- to dictate how many cigars we can make. So we, I can't guarantee that we'll have 5,000 every year. We might have 3,000 one year. We might have 8,000 another year. It's going to depend on uh, Mother Nature because it's going to control that. And you can't control her. So um, this is, it's a really special cigar and uh we've our 10th anniversary is a special cigar if you guys have smoked it i, don't know, I, oh, yeah. I imagine you guys have I, I i've only had it at the factory but still it was a oh, that makes, that's, even, that's it's the even best place little, to smoke yeah. it yeah it's actually a little bit better did you go up on the roof while you were smoking it no we were in the uh in the lounge but still it was smoking really john you smoked it on the roof. Mm-hmm. being up on, oh, on the roof forget about it um smoking that particular cigar at at the factory is even better um, but what what does Jose Blanco like to say? The cigar is as good as the person you're with, or whatever. Or something. Exactly. So he says the only thing that can ruin a good cigar smoking next to an asshole. Um, but the the Cosecha is it is a special cigar, and it's it's special in a slightly different way. 
Uh, I've smoked the 2012 and it is fantastic. I smoked the 2013 and it is fantastic. Um, I haven't smoked the newer ones yet, but they, they still have some time to go. So, uh, John, <laughs> and you know, so, gotta get your weasel on, son. <laughs> yeah, right. That weasel game going rough. Gotta get yeah, that right. tight weasel game. Um, so if you get a chance, look for that Cosecha 2012. It, it, like I said, it's it's going to be limited. But every year, I mean, there. What's the uh, uh, like Las Calaveras, right? From Crowned Heads, they do a, a different iteration. Different, of different iteration every year. So it's going to be the same kind of concept. It's a different iteration, but these are. If it's a 2012, all those tobaccos are from a 2012 harvest. They're all from Nicaragua, and uh, and moving forward, they'll all be the same way. So and it, and it's spectacular. I mean, and it's it's special yeah. occasion cigar. I mean, the price yeah. point is a little bit high. It's on the yeah. it's, uh, on the higher end, I should say. It's a uh, it's a an ultra premium cigar. I think the retail is. I think MSRP twenty one ninety five. Twenty one ninety five. I wrote the press release, but you read it more recently than I did. <laughs> it, I mean, not to throw you under the bus, but it did say MSR or MRSP. Did it really? Yeah. Oh man, you found yeah. that typo, and I'm glad it happens. It's not embarrassing at all. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my camera off. I mean, you could have just run, gone, just steamrolled over it. No, I, hey, if you make a mistake, I gotta own it. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I did have several it's people just, edit it's it. just mashing at a keyboard so yeah. I, and I have fat fingers so you get a lot of typos but uh, yeah twenty one ninety five. so it is like I said it's a special occasion cigar but uh, it will it's it's befitting any occasion that you're going to want to try to smoke it at yeah it's it's, it's spectacular you definitely I mean it's one of those ones where you don't want to be that guy that waits until all the boxes are sold um, you know try one then you'll buy a box it's 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 that good I'll leave it at that I mean, Rob. Rob is here, but he doesn't really have to talk. We're going to do yeah. all the mambacho. We'll, we'll do all the mambacho advertising. No yeah, problem. I'll just be quiet. Yep. Now I, I am going to have to wrap up pretty quick here because uh, we are doing a double header tonight. We're doing cigar chat right after, and uh, I got to get my eat on. So, uh, uh, Robbie, maybe tell everybody first of all where they can find you on social media and where they can find more information about mambacho cigar. Absolutely. Um, and again, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I, uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I feel like we're just hanging out, except for this fly that's buzzing. Um, and uh, I know that there's other people tuning in, so thank you for tuning in. You can find us at mombachocigars.com. It's M-O-M-B-A-C-H-O, uh, just like the volcano in Granada. Uh, mombachocigars.com. And we're at Mombacho Cigars pretty much everywhere. And any place that you send a message to, um, I'll respond to it. If you send the message in Spanish or Italian, Claudio's probably going to respond. So maybe use a Google Translate. You'll get a better answer than you would from me, maybe. Um, you can find me at Robbie Raz if that matters, but uh, pretty much anywhere. But, yeah, that's it. MombachoCigars.com. Thanks, Robbie. We'll be, uh, of course, covering Mombacho at the IPCPR next week. Trippy and I will be down there working our buns off, uh, grinding out for those great media coverage. We, we want to continue our top-in-class IPCPR coverage, so make sure to check that out at CigarFederation.com and YouTube.com. And as we say on Sharing Our Pairings, we do want you to drink better, but we want you to drink less.